not only are we going to New Hampshire, we're going to South Carolina and Oklahoma and Arizona and North Dakota and New Mexico. We're going to California and Texas and New York. We're going to South Dakota and Oregon and Washington and Michigan. And then we're going to Washington, D.C. to take back the White House. You want me on that wall. You need me on that wall. You are listening to America's Healthcare Challenge with Sean McGuire. Join the conversation at 402-342-1290 or at 800-577-1290. Once again, direct from the American heartland, here's your host, Sean McGuire. With Alan Hager riding shotgun, this is Sean McGuire. You're listening to America's Healthcare Challenge. Had a great night last night, Alan, up at the Omaha Press Club roasting... um, Tom O'Connor and everybody's like, who is that guy? Well, he is the the person that makes PR happen over at UNMC. And uh, anytime you see uh, one of their fantastic uh, healthcare providers and educators over there, per- chances are Tom had something to happen. But by the way, I would encourage you to check out the Omaha Press Club for the best view in town. You've been up there, totally. haven't you, Alan? Yes, I have. You can't can't get any can't, better than that place. Can't get any better, and the food is amazing. So. We've got Patrick here on hold. We're going to go to him in a second, but I want to set up the stage, Alan, with uh, this top story that we have for the week, Healthcare Policy and Marketplace Review. Interesting blog. Just stumbled across it this week uh, on the wires, but this came out on Monday the 1st, uh, the day after the uh, open enrollment ended. Why the 2016 open enrollment stalled? The big unwritten story about Obamacare, how unaffordable it is for the working and middle class, and I sent that over to you check out did you get a chance to look oh, at that yes, story they did and it was uh very interesting because uh what it what the whole in, in a real quick nutshell is it's you know they promised this 30 million people would sign up well that's not actually happened it's more like about 11 and they talk about why haven't so many people been signing up for it and it has to do with the cost uh as well as and, and people are willing to pay the penalties associated with it because they're not that heavy-handed yet. And uh, Bob Lazuski goes into great detail in this article at healthpolicyandmarket.blogspot.com, and so I would advise all our listeners to jump on there and read it. Yes, and uh, the the reason that caught my attention was he put in through healthcare.gov, and he cites it here, and, and he uses examples of several cities, but Omaha was one of them. And he put in a family of four, mom and dad age 40, but they make enough money just to not make uh, subsidies. They have two kids. And in Omaha, Nebraska, the cheapest bronze plan was $725 a month with a $12,900 deductible uh, and out-of-pocket maximum. That's for the the bronze HSA plan. Uh, If that's uh, too uh, spartan for you, you can upgrade to the silver plan and only pay $926 a month with the $7,000. Who the hell has that type of money laying around to buy insurance? I know I don't. Eugene, Oregon is cheaper, actually. Their their lowest was $660, but it was a $10,000 deductible, $12,700 out of pocket. So we're starting to see a trend develop here, uh, Alan. Yeah. And it looks like we have a, a caller on the phone. Uh, Patrick, uh, thanks for taking the time to call into America's Healthcare Challenge, 402-342-1290. By the way, we do have a line open, but you wanted to share some information with us, Patrick. Yeah, Sean and Alan, an interesting topic. I'll try and keep to the facts here. I was in the business for 31 years. I uh, 
uh, independent agent. I, I can name these companies. I'm now retired. But uh, the New York, when I was putting business to the New York Life, the John Hancock and the Prudential, uh, they literally, literally stopped selling health insurance uh, because they were losing many, many millions of dollars. And they were raising their rates 12, 13, 14 percent a year. Now, this is the real world. In other words, um, they were they were charging higher premiums every year to the rate of three or four times the consumer price index, which was, you know, three to four points. They were not making any money. They were losing. Okay, now those those are selfish, self-centered insurance companies. My dad, number two, sat on the board of directors at Mutual United of Omaha. At one time, they were the largest health insurance company in the world, okay, in the world. And they literally were uh, the last eight years that they sold health insurance, and they got out of the business, Sean and Alan. They were losing many millions of dollars, and they were able to keep it quiet, frankly, and my dad has passed. They sold that book of business to Coventry, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, and they went, in the, went into the real estate business. All that real mm-hmm. estate that's gone on down there in 30th and Dodge was right. one of the, the the ways for them to try and make money in other in other areas that they had no actuarial expertise. But I'm not trying to stick up for the insurance companies, but these, these insurance companies, believe me, they know every trick in the world when it comes to making money. There's an issue called lag, where they'll hold on to the, the payment for services rendered by doctors and, and hospitals. Mutual was, was great at it. They were still losing their aid. Now, the reason I'm calling is this. If these insurance companies couldn't make any money, and they did not, how can we practically expect the United States government to get the job done? It isn't going to happen, and we all know that. And I don't care if you're a Democrat, Republican, on the far left or the far right. One solution may be it should be on the table. It's not going to solve everything, but it would help would be for people to do the following, be able to write their premiums off, just like you do on the interest on your home, okay, for your mortgage, and on any health ex- expenses that they may have, possibly writing them all off so you could get by. But i take one example, and the nuns would throw this out. I appreciate your patience here, but I'm not exaggerating on anything I've said. I, I uh, dislocated my finger two years ago. I went to the med center. They popped it back in, and you know what my bill was, and I've got it to prove it. What was it? A little over ten grand. Okay, it was dislocated in two places. They didn't put a cap. They popped it back, put a couple needles in me, and I've got the bill to show it. Uh, This is what's going on out there, and the system is totally it's broken. It's out of control. And and frankly, uh, I was in the game for thirty-one years. I don't have all the answers. Well, but, and the uh, thing is, if you don't pay, then you get shipped out to collections immediately, too. Very good. You mm-hmm. ruin your credit, and they, they, you look bad on paper. So, uh, like I said, this isn't going to solve it all, but if you could write those doggone premiums off, write your, your health insurance cost off, it may give us a little bit of relief. Yeah, I know the federal government isn't going to get that money in your taxes. You know what? I don't care, personally. That's good, okay? So think of it that way. So I, I'm not calling to solve the problem. I'm, I'm looking at it realistically. But that's what's going on in the business world. 
They're not making any money. They didn't for a long time. Mutual United of Omaha, and I dare them to challenge me over the last decade, has lowered their employee base by 25%. Right. The main reason because they went, they went out of the health game. It ain't Wild Kingdom anymore and Merlin Perkins, okay? They, weren't, they couldn't make it. And I guess I'm being redundant and repetitive, but bear with me. How in God's name does any thinking person think that the government is going to solve the problem? Well, Patrick, so, just look at the VA system. And how broken is that? I mean, yeah. it, the government can't do anything right. Yeah, look at Medicare and Medicaid payments. Yeah. Uh, we're going into debt there. And I, I'm a strong capitalist, but I don't like caps and balances. But perhaps uh, uh, someone back in D.C., which is broken badly, needs to consider putting some sort of a cap uh, on what... <laughs> Uh, I hate I hate to say it. Nobody's going to like it. What these doctors and hospitals can charge, and that'll frankly put a lot of them out of business. But it, it may slow it down a little bit. But uh, it's it's a very serious problem, and I've not met many. I've not, I haven't met anybody yet that's sharp enough to know how to fix it. How's that for for being blunt with you? But I appreciate your program. I just wanted to call in. It's just. A guy that was in the game for a while, and that's that's how I see it. Hey, Patrick, thanks so much for sharing your expertise. Mm-hmm. I mean, you should come in and join us sometime. That'd be a good time to talk about this more in well, depth. This, this, this Irishman would like that. I'd All right. enjoy it. All right, that sounds good. <laughs> that you. sounds good. Bye. But Patrick Bye. raised a, a fantastic point, and what that is, Alan, t- to me is, okay, if the government does get into this business, um, what's going to What's going to happen to taxes? Well, I think. Well, if if it's Bernie Sanders who got elected, we'd all be paying ninety percent, because for all of his crazy programs, you know, we're talking about maybe I think I've heard estimates of like nineteen trillion more dollars. Well, I'm sorry, but the middle class is going to have to pay something on that if that's the the ramifications. And what's crazy is I was in a Facebook or a Twitter war the other day about this, and the person said. The middle class is going to have to pay up. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, you know what? You're crazier than crazy because the middle class already pays. The middle class gets bent by both sides, both the poor and the rich. And so the fact that this person is not realistic in their thought process, give me a freaking break. We pay way too much already, and I'm not going to pay for his stupid programs because he doesn't have the right economic approach. What's going to happen to private school rates if, if public tuition is free? Are they going to go up even more, too? Yeah. So it doesn't they'll really stop, doesn't stop the student loan no. problem? No, because they'll still go to private school. There'll people, they'll, there will still be people, people wanting to go to Harvard and Yale and Tiffin University and all of these private schools. So, you know, it doesn't do anything about the for-profit institutions either that are preying on the poor. Right, right. Hey, much more to talk about here on America's Healthcare Challenge. Uh, Coming up on the second half of the program, we're going to debate whether or not um, these drug companies should be able to advertise. I can't stand why, because this is a Super Bowl, over under, Alan, how many drug ads are there going to be during the game? I'm willing to say 10. Yeah. So that and much more of your calls when we come back, 402-342-1290, back right after this.